people are living amongst us from countries all over the world. And, and Angela Reese is the European Program Manager, I think is the title, Angela. Have I got that right? Volunteer Program Manager. Volunteer Program yeah. Manager for YMCA Bournemouth. Yeah. Now, you're having a bit of a celebration mm. because it's, I can't believe it's 10 years since you first yeah. started this program. Tell us how it all began and... In fact, nearly 11 years now. I think the the year has run away with us already. Um, But yeah, basically it began um, almost 11 years ago. Uh, a young lady called Lynn. You might remember her, Blair, actually. Yes. You do. <laughs> From Castle in Germany, 18 years old. She rocked up into uh, the reception at the YMCA. She happened to be here on a, I think it was a, a language course she was here with. And um, she just went into the reception. She said... I would like to do my gap year here. And they said, right, okay. They directed her down to Fusion Youth Centre, where I was based with my team. And um, we said, right, well, that sounds lovely, but none of us had any clue what to do with that information. (laughs) Um, We we thought, yeah, we'd love to have a volunteer come and do a gap year, but where's she going to live? How are we going to feed her? There were quite a few questions. Um, so anyway, we said, you know, in principle, we would love it. She went back to Germany after her course. And then she linked us up with uh, YMCA Germany. And we started talking to them. And they were already aware of the European Voluntary Service Programme. And they said, well, you know, we can help you. So together, we, um, we got ourselves uh, registered. We applied for a grant. Obviously, it all took a long time, lots of European bureaucracy. But we got there in the end. And Lynn came over the following September. She uh, lived in a host family. She stayed with us for a year. She volunteered in our youth programs and she just had the time of her life. And she's actually helping us celebrate our anniversary, our 10 year anniversary with us as well. Not physically, but um, she's been getting involved in lots of things which we'll tell you about. Now, of course, a lot of things have happened, you know, in in the 10 years, not the least of which, of course, is the dreaded Brexit, you know. Mm. Uh, Will that have a major effect or will the programme continue in, in some way? Unfortunately, it will affect our participation in the programme. So next year will actually be our last year in the programme. But we will still continue to operate on a more national level, um, supporting young people to volunteer locally within the UK. Um, We're looking into opportunities. Maybe there'll be a way for Europeans to to continue coming over. Certainly, they are allowed to come over for a month still without a visa. So that's one thing we're doing more of now. Um, But as for the long-term stuff, um, that's a bit... Watch this space, Yeah, watch this space. But I guess there probably will be something, because obviously people from Europe uh, and of course we are still Europeans you mm. know uh, and but I, I guess that they have all gone to other countries there have been programs that have enabled that so I mm-hmm. guess it is watch this space isn't it absolutely yeah, yeah. Now, uh, what would you say has been the real I mean now you, you've, you've got as you say almost 11 years to review what has been the what have, what have been the highlights of that what's been the added value oh massive I mean the, the value on the young people themselves that do the volunteering, I mean, anyone that's done that kind of experience just knows how transformational that can be on you individually. They all tell us they go home different people, and that's quite obvious to us. 
Um, and then there's the value on our organisation at the YMCA. We've had, it's been a blessing really to have so many young people from all different countries coming over with their different ideas, cultures, energies. That's been really positive for us. But then also the impact on the community, that's been huge as well. So in communities like Townsend, where, where we are almost here, um, we've had lots of European volunteers passing through and the, and the young people really engage with that. So there's been a real nice kind of um, cultural exchange going on locally as well. Now, we've got Maria from Spain uh, here. Good morning, Maria. Good morning. Yeah. So tell us, what's it been like? First of all, how did you come to hear about the programme? Okay, so I came here at the end of March, more or less, and my tasks here are related with the communication. So I'm doing newsletters, social media, and different kind of things. Um, did you know. take Did you take a year out then? Not yet. I mean, and I'm not going to be a year. I'm leaving in October. I mean, I have one month left. I think I, I have one month left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll die today. Yeah. It's one month. Well, what's your, what's your year been like? Have they uh, Have they been working you hard? Wow, it's been kind of crazy. I would say I I don't I didn't know what to expect when I came here, and I think it's been really nice. I I have met a lot of people, which is crazy, and I don't know. It's they all made me grow up in different ways. I don't know having chats, deep chats, actually, because at the end we are living with people uh, with different uh, nationalities, so we need to get used to we all. So I think that it's been for me one of the most beautiful things yes because of that because i have improved myself in in this way no and i don't know also it's a year when you realize about how you really are because we are not i mean I, I think that when we are in our cities we are used to be who we are and because we are always with the same people and here at the end you need to find yourself in a new place so i think it's been it's, a, nice. bit, it's yeah. a bit like uh, stepping outside your comfort zone isn't it that, and, I, yeah. I, and i think sometimes that's really quite difficult i mean yeah. it's been my privilege to, to visit a number of, of countries and, and obviously spain's been been one of them but i think that when you when you go there and you realize actually that the whole culture is different yeah. but but you're enriched because you're out of your comfort zone and in a way you're learning about that that culture that you've gone to yeah so what have you learned about the british culture <laughs> this question is so funny because i think that we talk about in, in the house um for me what at the beginning one of the most impact thing was how polite are english people that we could yeah like there is a moment when you don't really know if you are being polite or it's because you are really nice and it's like hi how are you nice you good you and it's like you can just keep in that in that chat like good you and it's like okay how can i move in this in this way no so for me that was really funny and also for me so shocked the thing that here life and so early because I think in Spain we close all the shops and everything at eight, nine. And for me, it's like okay, at eight in general in Spain is when my life starts. Yeah. But here, no, at eight your life is you, almost everything. You know, one, one so. of the th- one of the things that, that that I really like about going to Spain is because you tend to eat late because you have the siesta yeah. in, the, in the afternoon and then you eat. You know, when the sun goes down. Of course, uh, my family we were we were just in Mallorca actually last week and uh, they nice. eat, they eat early. You know, about half past five. But of course, so there we were, twits British people. You know, uh, with the sun, you know. 
shining down upon us yeah. uh, having this meal of course with the restaurants were empty yeah. they, they only fill up about eight or nine o'clock you know uh, but um, I have a special needs son and so he has to eat early you know otherwise we would have done that. but that's just a simple example isn't it of, uh, of life yeah. so have you been eating late here in the UK or have, yeah. you, uh, have they forced you you must we always have our dinner you know, at six o'clock yeah at that time I have a snack <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because at how in in our house we live from different countries and everyone has a different schedule. Like for example, I have dinner at nine, but Nina has dinner at six. Or I don't know. We we all have different times, and it's so funny to see how we work. I don't know. I I think it's really funny because we are so different. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course we can't ignore the dreaded COVID. That must have put a coach in horses through a lot of the of the program. How did you How did you cope? Whew, I think I became an expert pretty quick at all the uh, the travel requirements. Oh my goodness! Um, because we we continued, we carried on uh, incredibly. The young volunteers wanted to keep coming. They wanted to stay as well. Those that were already here. Um, I mean, we heard about places where in other cities where the programs had kind of collapsed. So we were quite. Um, quite inspired actually by the volunteers that they really wanted to stay and, and push through the pandemic and kind of create a, a, their own real real support bubble you know and that was difficult especially at the, the start of the pandemic when no one quite knew you know what we were in for um, to be so far from their family friends and you know support groups was really really tough and when we were in complete lockdown um, I was just grateful the fact that they were living together you know because they could support one another um, and some of the activities the volunteers were supposed to do um, obviously froze f- uh, for the lockdown period but again they they wanted to be useful and it was really incredible Blair because some of them decided to go and help out in local food banks some joined the vaccination center at the BIC um, they they were just looking, you know, to be useful in whatever way they could. And that was really quite powerful for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as I say, we just continued. We had to get our heads around the travel restrictions for those that were leaving, those w- that were arriving. Um, but we got through it. And, you know, they I think those that that were here for that time really grew as well as as obviously you know everybody did who who kind of went through it but yeah it it was inspiring the fact that they still wanted to volunteer Mm -hmm. definitely Uh, i'm a bit sick actually because uh, i was just thinking we should have got some of your volunteers involved in hope fm shouldn't we and maybe going forward however things look like in the future we should do that shouldn't we um but but of course you you've had the volunteers i mean you mentioned some other things that they got involved with Mm. but but quite a lot of those have been involved with other charities and other organizations alongside the YMCA that's right yeah this was something we we only developed into like a few years back but we realized that we could we actually had the capacity to bring more volunteers than we really needed inside the YMCA so we started to talk to our local partners um, FaithWorks was a big one um, the Summerford Youth and Community Center uh, the Water Lily Cafe and we asked those different organizations if they'd be interested so some of them got their own accreditation for uh, you know for being an active host organization with the program and then they they were able then to recruit and interview their own European volunteers um, so it started in that way and so 
we were able to bring over a lot more volunteers than than initially we did and and it was great because they were having different opportunities so we still have volunteers based with some of those organizations faith works especially we've got we've got a few volunteers actually really active there and and it's great because it's given them something else to do a lot of them are now kind of chopping and changing a bit their their timetables so it gives it's more enriching for them as well it's been great mm. uh, well i'm going to talk to matty now matty you're you're from uh, hungary and um, uh, how did you come? What, what was it that inspired you to want to come to the UK to be in the program? Um, hello. So for me, it was actually a bit strange because I used to work with young people at home too. And uh, there was two lovely Transylvanian volunteers who told me about ESC volunteering and about the whole of volunteering. And uh, then I decided that I should give it a try. I looked for volunteering opportunities and there I came by with the YMCA's. I contacted Angela and she helped me a lot with my visa and everything. Mm-hmm. Now the, I guess the, the, the early days is getting used to, the, you know, in this case, the UK culture. Was, was that a challenge for you? Um, at some parts, yes. For example, for me, it was with food. Um, there are loads of food here too, of course, but some of them are just different from the ones at home and uh, some of them I just can't even find. You know, having been to Congre, I love your goulash. You know, and uh, and the and the the sort of plated meats and lots of salads and so on, um, and and so on. So it's not hugely different from the UK. Um, the courses are not different, but some of the ingredients are. <laughs> paprika, paprika is that what you <laughs> amongst other many different spices. So as you look back, you've got a wee while to go yet because you're here until Christmas, yeah. Um, yeah. And what have been the highlights for you? Uh, so for me, one of my highlights uh, is that we had a barbecue in August and uh, loads of young people came, some even who I haven't seen at all, only on, on Zoom or video calls. And for me, it was huge. Like so many young people, we had a great night, uh, some great barbecue it was amazing now Maria alluded to the fact there that you you lived together you know mm-hmm. in a house and you had training experiences together so quite apart from you know enjoying the UK culture have you enjoyed mixing with other volunteers from, from other countries like Maria from Spain and other countries yeah some of my flatmates made amazing homemade food and for me it <laughs> I was can see that food's very special to you Matty <laughs> yeah. uh, actually do you, do you I, I, learned, I learned cooking um, I don't know like one two years ago by now and um, for me food is is really special yeah Oh, it's special to me as well. You know, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed many Hungarian meals actually. <laughs> so as you um, uh, you know, you you mentioned there uh, that obviously the, that meeting people at the barbecue, but the COVID thing must have been a bit of a challenge as well. Um, yes, obviously it is a challenge, um, but um, I think we cope with it really good with chatter boxes mm-hmm. and with the online sessions and face to face sessions. I think we are doing pretty good. Now, obviously, you mentioned chatterboxes there because that that in itself is a special program, isn't it? So you've got young people who have different challenges. Have you been working with them? Uh, Yes, I've been working with them. And uh, yes, there are some young people with disabilities, but I think they are actually amazing. Yeah, it's great to hear you you say that. Now, if you were talking 
to Boris and the, the world leaders uh, about why it was so important that even though the future of the European exchange program is in doubt, and you had the opportunity, you had the right sat in front of you, and you said, now listen, Boris, this is what I want to say. What would you be saying to him about why they should replace or continue to fund the ability for young people to move country to country? I think it's a great opportunity for volunteers to learn about English culture, about English heritage, improve our language skills. But from the other hand, it's a great opportunity for us to, to help out, to be there, to share some of our cultures with everyone else. Mm. And has your, has your English always been so good, Matty? Actually, we've just talking about it with Maria, and I haven't spoken English for like five years since I came here or since I started volunteering with everyone. I just watched movies, uh, read books, and learned English at school. That's fantastic, yeah. So there you are. So thank you, thank you, Matthew. Um, so I mean, there are two wonderful examples in 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 Matthew and 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 in Maria because they're two among how many have you had going through the program? We've, I think, we've had over sixty now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, amazing. Mm. So what would you say to the government then? You know, to to mm. Boris, you know. What would be the message that you'd be sending? Um, I think, you know, what you've just said, Blair, I mean, we need to at least think about replacing this programme with something that there needs to still be a mechanism for young people to, to cross borders and to continue to learn from different cultures and, and to give to different communities. And, I th you know, that's, that's the future. We don't want to kind of build a wall around ourselves, do we? So it, it, it just offers so much both to the people coming but also to us as a country to have that kind of exchange. And, and of course, uh, you know, I mean... We holiday in Hungary, we holiday in Spain yeah. a lot, you know, and and, uh, and I guess that anybody who's who'd been outside of the UK would be saying, oh, it's such a great time, you know, and beyond the weather, you know, being able to experience something of the culture of those countries, it enriches life, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, yeah, I'm a stickler for traveling as well. So. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Is there a country you haven't been to, Angela? Uh, a few, a few more on the list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about the, the young people, you know, that European volunteers have, have mixed with have uh, how have they uh, received the, the the friends from overseas and, and what have they learned you mean the uk yeah the uk people? young people yeah um yeah it's 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 quite impactful really on them as well isn't it because they're they've got these role models really coming over from different countries and showing them you know how how adventurous life can be and and how you know you can move you can be mobile and you can have can have incredible experiences in life you don't have to just stay in your local bubble so i think that in itself has been pretty impactful on, on local young people now you're going to come back on my uh, wednesday program on community now yes. in a few weeks on the 27th yes uh, and and bring uh, well whether you bring bringing matt and maria back they'll be very anyone welcome. who wants to come so, really yeah <laughs> so if you want to know more about about the experiences that the the young people have had but also you know the uh, a lot more about the program then watch community now and put that date on 27th of august in but as a as a, as a final word um and looking back on those 11 years angela what's your message as we've already said, Blair, really, you know, we, we need programmes like this to continue in the UK. We need some kind of a substitute programme. We need to be able to allow our young people to have these opportunities going forward. So hopefully 
something will emerge out of the the embers. It we'll, will. we'll see. I have no doubt. <laughs> I have no doubt about it because I'm 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 sure that that anybody who's got a brain in their head will will know the importance of enabling young people to develop at every stage in life. And I think the international mixing and learning of new cultures and ways is is critical, isn't it? Absolutely.